2022 is now in the past, and that's probably for the best. What will 2023 bring? Well, one thing is for sure, the Age UK podcast. New intro music, please. Yes, hello, welcome back to the podcast, Oakland Days UK Series 4, Episode 1, being recorded on Monday, January 9th. I am here, Matt, and so is Dom and Hannah, but not Mark. But that's a story we will not tell, because we don't want to throw our pal under the bus. Maybe we do. How are you guys doing? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, yes. Um, yes, not bad. Uh, Rimshot. There we go. I've got some uh, sound effects for the year, so uh, that's what I got for Christmas. How are you, Dom? Very well, thank you. Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year. Yes, it is a new year, isn't it? Uh, new ways, new days. Uh, but Mark, who was going to be on the pod, unfortunately has had some technical issues. So, Dom, please uh, regale our audience with the thing that is Mark. How's your who name? Is he? It's complete, <laughs> complete complete inability to join the podcast we've waited 25 minutes <laughs> uh, mark is um well he's my brother-in-law amongst other things he's a big a's fan he joined the three of us when we went out to oakland uh, last year now bloody hell yeah. um and uh, he pestered us continuously during that holiday to join the a's uk team uh, so that he could take uh, responsibility for some stuff and we've given him Facebook. So um, if anything on Facebook upsets you at all, you should let Mark know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And glad to have him on board. He was our official photographer for a while. And he dropped. Until Hannah fired him. Hints. It was, <laughs> well, when do I get promoted to being a, an official member? So uh, we were glad to have him on board. But unfortunately, he's having a few technical issues in Salford. I don't know if he's in a metal box or something. And uh can't get a connection, but uh, we will. Uh, our, our listeners will uh, wait for a future episode where he will make a special appearance. I am sure he so. has. He has appeared on the pod before. He for those on, yes, big, he was big fans amongst our listeners. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was when we celebrated when we used to be good. Oh yes, yeah, that was, we that all had champagne on the distant memory. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it has been a bit of a struggle. It was a struggle for 2022, and I'm not sure how much from a win-loss perspective 2023 is going to be much better. But I don't want to get down too much already. Um, this off-season, we're going to be having a look at different parts of the roster. So today's episode in particular will look at catchers, but I'm sure there will be plenty of other things to catch up on too. Not least some Roots news. There will be Roots and Soul news aplenty later on, won't there, Dom? Absolutely. I've got pages of the stuff pages so there we go <laughs> forward to that but before we get there i've put new year's resolutions on the agenda um this has created something of a debate about resolutions uh what do we mean by resolutions i i put something on the list and it wasn't a resolution which was fair but um do, do either of you guys have anything you are hoping for in 2023 let's put it like that no yes no 
No, and yes. Okay, let's yes. go with the yes answer. Uh, I happen, I happen to be in the Bay Area for both the San Francisco series, so I'm hoping to see the A's lift a trophy. The Bay Bridge series trophy down to four games this year, of course, in the new format. Yeah. Shortened, chopped, chopped down to four games, but uh, we'll take it. Guaranteed four wins for the A's then. Exactly. Good stuff. So no hopes from Hannah. <laughs> Hope. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I won't be disappointed. That's true. That is very true. Yes. So the one thing that isn't a resolution, but it is a hope. And I, I wanted to put it in. I know we all wanted to put it in. So maybe this isn't the best time. But uh, I do want to raise the point that yesterday, so on Sunday, Liam Hendricks, ex-A's reliever, all-round good Aussie bloke, um, announced that he has been diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he is beginning his treatment for that today. And of course, we all wish him extremely well and hope he has a full and speedy recovery. Anyway, one guy who I think played with Hendrix at some point in time, trying to get my dates right, was the man Stephen Vogt. And that is where we are starting today's podcast. Going back, in fact, to the final game of 2022. There wasn't much to take joy in last year, but that final game was a real standout moment. It's time to say farewell and a happy retirement to Mr. Stephen Vogt. So, that was Ken Korak's call from Game 2 of the 2013 ALDS against the Detroit Tigers. Game 2, that was Vogt driving home Ioannis Cespedes' goal. Happy days, hey? Uh, it leveled up the series one apiece, didn't end too well, of course, that series. But we won't dwell on that. We will instead look back with great fondness on the career that Stephen Vogt had. Guys, he was one of those players, of course, mainly in that 2013-2014 team, but came back last year. And a real, someone I think more than most players in the last 10 years who really connected with the fans. He got he had a great relationship with the fans. The fans really brought into him. He brought into the fans. That's something that doesn't happen enough with Oakland, unfortunately, but he was someone who really was one of those people who had the attitude of, it doesn't matter how many people are here, the people who are here are here because they are the loyalist fans and I'm going to give it back to them. Yeah, he was, he he, he got the fans. You get, you get that uh, quite a lot with the A's. Um, and I think he would have been good in the clubhouse as well. I think in the earlier days, he fit the, he fit the, the 2013 team really well. Uh, and I think in the later days, he was probably a senior head having left and in between, done it all elsewhere. Um, he would have been a good, a good senior head in the in the clubhouse as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we all believed. We all believed. <laughs> yes, we can uh, pick up some of his stats. So he played 528 games with the A's in total, with 56 home runs, and overall 794 MLB games. He did play a season with the Giants, but we we won't hold that against him. Uh, he was a two-time All-Star with the A's and, of course, won a World Series ring for his uh, short time with the Atlanta Braves in 2021. And that final game was just incredible. He came up to bat, final game of the season. Everyone knew it was his last at-bat in his career. Seventh inning, first pitch he saw, smacks down the right field line, just as he did with his first home run as an Oakland A. Everyone was going crazy, not least himself. He was high-stepping round the bases and going crazy. It was one of those moments, Ed, I watched it live, and it was like, it's a good example of how even in a crap season, 
sport can give you something. And um, that was watching that live was one of the best moments in recent years for me as an A's fan. It was ridiculous. And that's what sport can do. Even in a lost season, little moments can really make you believe to use the word. I think, you, I think the, the little moments stand out more in a crap season. That's um, true. Yeah. I know for me, the highlight of the season last year, the, the Stephen Vote game high up but but the highlight was going behind to the Mets when they had like 900 fans uh, <laughs> and then about 15 of us I was singing them as the A's came roaring back um, I think it's, it's those little you know those little unexpected wins scrappy wins that uh, that that stand out whereas you know when you're winning 100 games a single win doesn't stand out quite as much no, there definitely wasn't 100 wins this year. 100 losses, unfortunately. But it was the sort of season Hannah that someone like Stephen Vogt, he played actually a decent number of games as the season went on. But so many other players were talking about how helpful he was, particularly Shay Langliers, who we'll come on to. And everyone is saying he's, even through his playing career, people thought this is a guy who's probably going to be a big league manager one day. You could very much see him back in the A's dugout as a coach or a manager at some point in future. Yeah, Definitely. And I think as well, I think you touched on it earlier, um, the fact that be- because he's been with the A's before, he knows how the fan base works. He knows the connection. He was probably re- really good at telling the rest of the team that when, you know, to them, they're probably playing on a pretty crap team, not winning many games, but he would have given them the backstory and told them, you know, these the people that do turn up are, are fantastic. So, yeah. A great career, especially if, as someone who it took him quite a while to reach the major leagues. He was never obviously a big star or anything, but he worked really hard to get everything out of every bit of talent he had. And those are the sort of players you can really take to, you know, there, there are star players who were just really gifted, but there are players like Stephen Vogt who have grinded every day to get somewhere. And um, it's great to see. Now, I am hesitating a little bit because we have had a miracle in our midst um, oh. the news is that um, if I click the right button, so I can guarantee everyone we haven't mentioned this to this point, so we haven't been slagging you off at all, Mark. So don't worry. Uh, please welcome. <laughs> it is Mark. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Flustered. That's what I'll go with. <laughs> I, I, th- I, th- I think I've used every uh, electronic device in the house. I've stolen Callum's uh, tab, tried that. I don't know what was going on. Chromebook is now charging up, and I'm, here I am. There we go. Yeah. It, it only took 17 different attempts and Thank various you. different devices. But here at last, and we're glad to have you here. So, as Don mentioned, you're Don's brother-in-law. You have been officially added in to the group you are our official photographer for a little while and we yes. made sure you got your promotion you 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 paid your dues over the years and uh, fully joined in and then our the uh, purveyor of uh, the proprietor of our facebook group yes i've i've already mentioned mark if anyone has any issues whatsoever on facebook there to get in contact with you Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, everything, everything by Amina. No, absolutely. We've, no, we've started it back up again, which is good. I mean, a lot of it has just been lifting some of Matt's blogs, to be fair, getting on there. We had a few of the pictures on there. Started to get a bit more. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed when we were obviously over there. Uh, and that seems to have kick-started it all again. Yes, absolutely. And talking about kick it, we were just mentioning 
just before you joined, Mark, we were talking about Stephen Vogt and that final game. You were watching that. Were you watching that live? I seem to remember you and Stringer uh, of a friend were WhatsApping at the time. That yeah. final game of the season when Stephen Vogt last at bat in his career like some like you wouldn't believe it was brilliant. absolute destiny wasn't it last yeah at home run chaos absolutely it, brilliant. it was uh, yeah and what's that we were going I th- i'm not sure who else was on it was a while ago but i think it was just and i mean stringer were um kind of typing away just going nuts as it happened and just seeing him as he's running around and punching the air and dancing as he almost ran around it was brilliant it was, yes. So uh, a great way to win. What was, in many other respects, quite a disappointing season, let's be honest. But well, yeah. It was yeah. a lovely little thing, especially for the fans. The fans loved it. He's such a beloved figure among A's players. And to give that back to the fans who've supported the team through a lot of crap and through getting slaughtered incorrectly by so many people, those are the guys who come game in, game out. They're the ones who should be supported. And to give them that one little thing to take them home into the off-season was perfect and much deserved. So uh, Absolutely. We wish Stephen a very happy retirement. We now move on to another catcher. So from one former catcher to another. This one hasn't retired. And in fact, he'll still be hitting big boy home runs in 2023. Just not in the green and gold, unfortunately. It is time to say farewell to Steve, to not Stephen Vote. I've already done him. There you go, professional for the last. It is indeed Sean Murphy. That one is smoked. Left center field. And that baby's gone. Grand slam for Murphy. There we are. If I was uh, someone who edited stuff, I would redo that, but I can't be bothered. You know, it's the first episode of the year, first episode of the season. And uh, anyway, you got the gist. A's UK podcast unfiltered. Unfiltered. The way to yeah, sell it. The thing, yes. That, that even went for the bits when we were that talking way, about Mark. <laughs> yes. I was going to say that way you don't have to cut out all the slagging off of Mark in the first five minutes. <laughs> first five? I think I gave you 15, didn't I? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but you're here at last, and that's what matters, Mark. That's what matters. So, who isn't here? Unfortunately, Sean Murphy. And it's one of those things where we had it a year ago. We knew Olsen, Chapman, Sean Manayat. Chris Bassett, we knew they were going. It didn't make it any easier to see them go. And it's the same with Sean Murphy. This offseason, we knew he was really the last regular, experienced regular of a lot of value. So it was obvious he was going to get traded. But still very disappointing to lose him. December the 12th, it came in a big trade with both the Braves and the Brewers involved in it. The A's ended up getting five players in the trade but disappointing, guys, especially because once again, just like Matt Olson, he goes to the Braves. So they immediately sign him to a contract extension for Sean Murphy. It's a six-year deal, $73 million, which for someone like him really isn't that much money. And it's the, the frustration. Why can't we do these deals? Yeah. Felt like a steal. <laughs> it, it, felt, it felt like a steal <laughs> when you just saw it. I mean, as much as I tried to work out, who was going where and who we were getting and what that could be worth, it still felt like a steal. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, a real part disappointment. Of, part of what bothered me was the rumours beforehand were that we were going to like hold teams out to ransom mm. in the trade and just didn't come to any sort of fruition. In the end, it looked as if we were probably the ones desperate to get rid. Um, yeah, that was weird because he still had three years under contract, so it wasn't like we had to get rid of him like a footballer who's got a year left and you want to get something rather than it 
get nothing. It's like, you know, we didn't have to trade him now. And it remains to be seen. I mean, we've got five players back for him. And it's been the A's way in recent years. We try to, we tend to go for quantity more than quality. And I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go about it. But that does seem to be the way we do it. That's Rather going on a banner. Really good players. We get five who might come to something but may not do anything hashtag mm. quantity rather than quality <laughs> yeah that, that's uh yeah that's our hashtag the 23 <laughs> yeah why have one player where you can get five and just rotate them and just until one of them does something <laughs> yeah and uh, i mean i tweeted at the time you know it's disappointing for us but it must be a killer to all of the people in the the franchise who are the, the player operations team as they're known the minor league as the scouts you know they drafted him he was a third round pick by the a's in 2016 they helped develop him through the minor leagues he becomes a real quality player exactly the sort of cornerstone player you would kill to develop for your own team and yet we just trade him away for a bag of balls what it looks like <laughs> gold glove Gold glove, yes. First A's catcher ever to win a gold glove, which I was surprised to hear work out, but that is true. So um, he's you, a real all-rounder. Suzuki had won one. He, yeah, Suzuki was one guy. He's always been very good. I thought Ray Fossey, but Fossey actually won two gold gloves in Cleveland just before he was traded to Oakland. Um, but it's a real blow. I mean, clearly it makes us a bit worse this year, but it's about just the attitude and the fact that even a guy like Sean Murphy, we can't keep hold of. And we keep looking at it. I know we looked at, say, Matt Olsen, Matt Chapman. There was a time, maybe in 2019, maybe we they might finally be the ones we keep, but that didn't work out. Now this time we've got some prospects coming through. Are they going to be the ones we finally keep? You know, when is this story ever going to come to a different ending? That is the issue. And it's very frustrating, but we can only hope. I mean, we certainly hope he does well for the Braves. He's, you know, a quality player. What are we going to do with the banner, though, Dom? I think Cass has got it. Oh, Cass has got it. <laughs> she can burn it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the needlework? What's the no, needlework like? Let's see. <laughs> There's no, uh, yeah, yeah, we just need to superimpose someone else. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I've nothing, nothing against Sean Murphy. I'm quite sure he uh, is like many of the players who would have quite happily stuck around. I don't think he's one of the players that have spoken out and clearly was agitating for a move. No. Uh, which, again, just makes it all the more bizarre. I think the one thing it does indicate is that the rebuild is a long-term one. I'm not expecting us to be good next year. Um, this is this is we might be good in 2026 or something. Um, yeah, and that's been interesting because I know we've spoken about it in previous pods. That um, Hannah, I know you've mentioned this. We, we we tend to go into it a bit quicker than people think, but we tend to come out of it a bit quicker than people think, or we have done in previous years. And it does look a bit different this time. This is really the first time we've gone into a proper full-on rebuild, and it is probably going to take that bit longer to really see those players come through. Yeah, I mean, just thinking now, I, I don't think I could name the starting team in full for the first game of the season. I think I'd struggle. Because it's 72 players to choose from. Yeah. Well, we've, <laughs> from we've each position. Signed, <laughs> we've not signed eight of them, so I wouldn't beat yourself up about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there has been a, a, a fair amount of churn over the way, that's fair to say. And uh, we've got to hope that some of those players will come through. Now, one of those players, of course, and one of the uh, one of the stories to Sean Murphy's uh, trade is the fact that a year ago, we traded away Matt Olsen, and in that trade, we got a very good young catcher. So I will say the king is dead. Long live the king, as they say. I don't I don't think the real king has died in the past half hour. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's under, a lot, of he's, he's under a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, book launches and all of this stuff. You know, who knows? Um, anyway, that may be a bit inappropriate. But we'll move on and say King Sean has gone. Long live King Shay. He has uh, uh, big boots to fill, it's fair to say. But he more than has the talent to do it. The first big league home run for Shea Langoliers. He goes to right center. Family and friends are signed. So are we. That was awesome. It was awesome. Shane Langley's is awesome. There's a banner for us. Yes, Shay came up last season and did well, to be fair to him. And it's weird, really. Swapsies is what I put in the notes. He was the guy for the last couple of years who was seen as the future Braves catcher uh, for many years. Obviously, the future Braves catcher is now Sean Murphy. And now Shane Langley's is going to be our catcher. Um it's a lot of pressure to put on him in some ways, but he did at least have last season with Sean Murphy and also Stephen Vogt. So what do you guys think? Do you think he's ready for it? I mean, he's going to have to be, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's quick learning curve, isn't it? He's going to have to step up. But there was, I think there was definitely signs and hints of that last year. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think there's def- you could see... As you said, you know, the, the, the king is dead long live the king. I think there's definitely something there. There's enough there to give some hope that actually, um, you know, big shoes to fill. He doesn't have the pressure as well because we're not expected to exactly. be good or anything. It's a bit like, you know, when Marcus was naff and then he, he became really good during our sort of rebuild. So hopefully, you know, not that is is naff, but it just, you know, you don't have the pressure on a contending team, do you? Yeah, mm. I think that's really going to be the story of 2023. We've got a lot of players, as we joked. This is the season where we're going to see which of those actually may stick and kind of learn who we've got, who may be a part of our future and who is going to fall by the wayside. So I think a lot of those sort of players will get quite a lot of playing time and hopefully that will be useful for us. Uh, I was just looking at his details from last season. So he played 92 games in AAA and hit 19 home runs. Then came up in August, mid-August, uh, August 16th, made his debut in Texas, hit a home run not too long after that, I seem to remember. Uh, 40 games, he played in the majors, six home runs. So 25 home runs all the way across the season and 152 games, which is pretty much a full major league season. So he's been out there playing. He's got his feet wet. Now he's going to take that next step of a bit more responsibility. And he's got the power. He's got the ability. His arm is incredible. And the other thing I will mention, alongside some of the prospects we got, we did get a veteran catcher called Manny Pena, who is a good defensive catcher. So he's got a bit of help there. Um, He's the sort of guy who could become a real fan favorite. And maybe, maybe, maybe he will be the guy we finally signed to a contract on. What we'll probably do is let him go on waivers and then try and bargain him back. <laughs> so. Yeah, we've already done that with one of the players. Haven't we? Oh, just, um. Yeah, I mean, but, but take the point about becoming a fan favourite. I think any players arriving in Oakland 
um, you know, it'd be great if they reach out to the fans and try and get involved because um, mm-hmm. there's such a good fan base in Oakland waiting for waiting for a hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as Hannah said, this is the thing about this season. Everyone knows it's going to be a struggle, but there's no pressure on those players. I mean, you mentioned Marcus Simeon. I can't remember how many errors he had in that first season, but it was a lot. He, I think the most errors of any fielder in the majors that season. But he came through those grand pains and that was actually better for it in the long run. He had to deal with those problems and became an absolute quality major leaguer. So that's what we've got to hope from Shea. He's got the talent. Hopefully he can come through. Now, the other people we want to come through, obviously we had some other players we got through in the deal with the Braves. And to learn about those, we have to go and visit Cow Cow Crisp for the first time in 2023 down on EA's farm. With a pitcher here and a catcher there Here a hitter, there a hitter Hopefully the not a shitter Open days have got a farm Here's what you should know There we go, that sounds like a uh, a very happy and content cow-cow crisp In fine fettle uh, Very happy to have some new friends down on the farm, don't you think? It never gets old, that <laughs> <laughs> So, Cow Cow has new friends, and I've got some details. There was a lot involved in this trade with yeah. uh, Sean Murphy and Order Flow, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But essentially, we got five players back from the Braves. So, Manny Pena is the veteran catcher. Then we've got, I think his name is Esteri Ruiz. I've listened to a few videos, and there's people pronounce it differently, but it's Esteri Ruiz, who's an outfielder. Then Carl Muller and Freddie Tarnock, who are starting pitches close to the major leagues. They actually both made their major league debut with the Braves last season. And a guy called Royber Salinas, who was a, a pitcher, uh, pitched in high eight last year. So he's a, little, a couple of years away. He's a bit of a what I would call a roly-poly pitcher. Um, but we all like a roly-poly pitcher. He looks a bit sort of uh, Bartolo Colon-esque. He's not what you would uh. call... He's one of those guys you would say is built for comfort, not for speed. But having said that, he hits 100 miles per hour on his fastball. So uh, he is someone possibly more likely to end up being a reliever rather than a starting pitcher, but a lot of talent there. And the one I was going to pick out um, was Asturi Ruiz, actually, because he's someone that the A's, he, by all accounts, was the key to the deal for the Oakland A's. That's why the Milwaukee Brewers were involved, because he was the guy we got from the Brewers. And just looking at his numbers um, let me just look at my stats here. So he stole in double A AA and triple A last year, 114 games. He stole 85 bases. Now to compare that, the average for a major league team combined last year was 83. So he stole more bases on his own than most major league baseball teams did all season. Um, he's a burner. And you know what we've had? Of course, we've got the all time stealer, uh, the king of steals, Ricky Henderson. And we've had, Players like that in the past, Rajar Davis is one who comes to mind. Yeah, his fans love a base stealer. And this is a guy, again, he is someone who I think could really win the hearts of A's fans this season because he will steal a lot of bases this year. And that's going to be fun because that's kind of gone out of the game somewhat, stealing bases. But Ruiz looks like someone, by by his stats at least, who could do that a lot. What do you think about that? Uh, a good base stealer with the A's once again. That sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> We're all a bit sounded a bit nonplus. I'm got, surprised to read that. Name we... after you ask a question, Mark. <laughs> We're all too polite, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised to read that the A stole 78 bases. I, I couldn't 
recall any. Tony Kemp stole a lot. Of them, I, I was just about to say, with uh, yeah, two thirds uh, of them were Tony Kemp, surely. Yeah, there were a few. I think it was we we started off stealing quite a few. I know Ramon got a few at the when he came back from his suspension, but yeah, it's something that goes out of fashion a bit. But he is someone, and and it's interesting to say with that the rules are changing this year in terms of they're making the bases a bit bigger which reduces the distance, which shouldn't make too much of a difference, you wouldn't have thought. But what we often see is starting pitchers will throw to first base to try and keep the runner close to the base. They're only going to be allowed to do that twice per at-bat. So your ability to keep a runner close is going to be uh, a lot less this year. And that apparently is something that the A's were thinking about. He's already a huge base stealer as it is. He's someone who, you know, could be stealing 80-odd bases this year. And, You've got to get uh, him in that, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. It's all very I mean, well stealing. If we've no hitters. We're just <laughs> yeah. going to steal bases. We're still going to need much, someone yeah. to drive from home. Basically, <laughs> it's going to be the, uh, the Mark Carner put the elbow in the way of the pitch to get on first base, <laughs> hit by pitch, then steal second, steal third, steal home. That may Easy. be the only way we score runs all season. I mean, it'll be fun. <laughs> Be fun to watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be exciting. Not necessarily a winning baseball concept, but uh, we'll get there. But yeah, so he's a guy who should be exciting. Um, by all accounts, he's a centre fielder, very likely to be on the opening day roster, apparently. So we should see a lot of him this season. Carl Muller is the one, the starting pitcher, who's most likely to make the rotation this year. Uh, but yeah, some good talent. And again, like I said earlier, we've now got quite a bunch of players who are kind of AAA, major league players, how many of them will really come good, we don't know. But that's what this season is going to be all about. And that's quite fun, usually. We've seen that in the past. Sometimes you get some heroes come out of nowhere in seasons like that and really become fan favourites. So hopefully that's what we see in 2023. We definitely need it. Anyway, it is time to put the baseball glove to one side and get out that soccer ball because it is time for some Roots and Soul news. Roots News. <laughs> right. Here we go. We go. Here we go. We've got uh, to get run up here, by the way, everybody. He has got yep. about five pages of notes. So <laughs> go, go, go. Right. Stadium News. Two potential sites have been uh, been identified for the Roots and Soul and the Project 510 uh, to uh, habit to, to, to take control of and, and build themselves a stadium. Um, one is the Coliseum, the Malibu parking lot at the Coliseum. Uh, we walked past that. I don't know if you guys remember. Mm. It was pointed out to us on one of the visits. Um, the other we've also visited is the naval base at Alameda Point. Yes. Um, the 68s tweeted their sort of beginning of the year. Um, but remember that the 68s are both Roots and days now. Uh, they tweeted their sort of aims for the year and they... Uh, encouraged Oakland mayor-elect uh, Sheng Tao to support keeping the roots in Oakland. So they're supporting the Coliseum site. So um, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us, given that we are all now honorary members of the 68s. Oh. Um, next news, head coach news. Uh, Noah Delgado, this is on the roots now. I, from this point on, I'm separating between roots and soul. The first piece, the stadium was both. Um, Noah Delgado is now full-time head coach as opposed to interim. He took over, as you remember, 
Um, with nine games left last year, the Roots way off the playoffs, put a great run together, made the playoffs, not only made the playoffs, but uh, beat the number two seed San Diego Loyal in their backyard uh, to progress within the playoffs. So, uh, And then obviously the heartbreaking game that we all watched together. But a superb head coach. I think it's a very, very popular appointment from uh, everything that I see. Um, so good news there. Many, many, many players coming and going. Uh, this puts the A's to shame to some degree. So I will recap the, uh, the the big ones. So three, three, not one, not two, but three midfielders signed in the last month or so. Uh, we've got Ryan Herr, who's a college player from Pacific, which is in California, and is from Sacramento originally. Uh, so local, local-ish lad. Uh, we've got Napo Matesto. Uh, who's from Lesotho and who has played previously in the USL for Louisville. Um, so hopefully he's coming with some experience. And we've got Trayvon Reed, who is coming from the Jamaican Premier League. Uh, he is also Jamaican. So uh, again, experience from elsewhere. So brand new midfield. Um, Paul Wall, our keeper, he's signed a new contract. He's staying. Um, we've lost a few players who've gone back because their loan agreement's finished. Uh, Azukar Johnson and UKA's favourite Otar uh, has, has gone back to Venetia. Um, I will be following his career uh, avidly. I think having us us having met him, um, but that's sad news. Uh, contracts contracts are up, uh, or options haven't been picked up by the Roots for a number of players, uh, most notably for this group. Chewy was amongst those. Mm. However, um, it does say on the Roots website that the Roots are in open conversations with him about trying to sign him for the next year. So that promise to me of a signed shirt if he stays with the Roots is not is not lost yet. Another <laughs> um, reason why you want him to resign, but uh... well, no, because he's class is why I want him to resign. But I, <laughs> the, the signed shirt would be a, a lovely bonus. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he even remembers, um, and then the 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 last uh, big hitting piece of, uh, of of player comings and goings is that Charlie Dennis, the uh, the English boy, uh, has he was re-signed, so it all looked good, and then he's he's transferred to Tampa Bay, so uh, he's now a Rowdies player. So bad news, I guess. Um, but overall, lots of good news, lots of new players to uh, to, to learn learn the names and sing for the roots. Um, on to more more fun things, kit updates. Um, the roots and Soul have moved to Meba as their main kit supplier. Meba are probably most famous for the late '80s, early '90s Barcelona kit, um, and the designs for both the roots and Soul are absolute bangers absolutely superb the roots has got a black panther on the front which takes up the majority of the shirt the soul have got a clenched fist again taking up the majority of the shirt uh, and for our uk listeners there are several stockists in the uk stocking these shirts uh hanon h-a-n-o-n um if you want to support mike ashley sports director actually doing them they list them as being made by Hummel, which shows quite how much attention they pay. <laughs> um, and uh, Pro Sport was another website. I can't vouch for it. I've never used it. But uh, when I looked it up to uh, give our listeners where they might be able to buy these shirts, uh, Pro Sport Direct was also selling them. 
as opposed to pro, uh, as opposed to Sports Direct. So three options there. Take care when you buy them, uh, as as we found out amongst our group. Um, the sizes run a bit small because they've separated European and American sizing, and they've applied the European sizing to us. So if you normally wear an XL, um, I'm going to get myself confused. If you normally wear an XL, you want a 2XL because they've assumed that our size our sizes are smaller or something. I, I don't know. I keep coming and going on this, but they run small. So if you're normally an XL, you need a 2XL. Um, and I've written here that the schedule will be out very, very soon and that the home opener is on the 25th of March against Memphis 901. But I wrote this on my lunch uh, and the schedule's now been released. Um, so if you don't already follow uh, Oakland Roots UK, please do. Uh, and they've, they, I, have tweeted the schedule. Um, so you can find it there, if not on the Roots uh, site themselves. Soul News, as promised. Um, stadium, as per the Roots News. But the Soul have joined the USL Women's League, um, which is a pre-existing league. So there's already teams in it. But uh, they're, they're joining uh, other new teams in a new Northern California division. So the good news for Soul fans is that you will be able to travel to all the games. It won't involve flights. They're all very, very local. I'll run you through the teams quickly and where they're from. So Stockton Cargo uh, are, as you Remain might imagine, by any chance? they're in Stockton, yes, home of the ports. Um, Academia SC is in Turlock. I had to look this up. Um, it's inland from the bay and it's out east. It's just south of Modesto, famous for the Nuts, the minor league team, uh, which is itself south of Stockton. So this is probably the furthest trip, I think, uh, without having Googled the actual distances because of the roads, etc. Um, California Storm uh, are in Sacramento. Maybe that's the furthest trip. Who knows? I'm sure someone will tell us. Um, Marin FC. Uh, are in San Rafael, which is um, northwest of the bay. So imagine going over the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. They're up that way. Um, so a derby there. Uh, Olympic, the Olympic Club are in San Francisco. So we've got a we've got a Bay Bridge derby. Um, in fact, we've not got one, but we've got two Bay Bridge derbies because the San Francisco Glens are also in the division. And finally, to wrap it up, uh, a place that we'll all recognise the name of, but probably have no idea where it is, the Pleasanton Rage, um, which we know from the nine-car train to Dublin Pleasanton. (laughs) 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 Uh, So those are the teams joining the Seoul in the Northern California division of the women's USL. Uh, And I'll be very excited. I'll definitely be staying up for their first game. Uh, and any that, well, they'll all kick off at dreadful times because they're all California games. But who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to catch one of them. The, the schedule for the Soul isn't out yet. Uh, hopefully, uh, if any of us are over, we'll, we'll be able to go to one of those games as well. And that wraps up Roots News and Soul News. Sorry, there was bloody tons of it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tom. Very good. Yeah, lots of news to catch up on. And it's been a big thing about how that uh, the plot the malibu plot near the coliseum um it's something they even looked at for the a's quite a while ago and it probably isn't really big enough for the a's but it it seems like a good site for the roots and soul and the obvious issue with the alameda site is that it's not in oakland basically 
Um, I mean, there were other issues with it too in terms of travel, but um, they've done so much to really be part of the community in Oakland. That's been the real core strength from the outside looking in and then watching the games and going and seeing them. Um, they've really brought that spirit along in a way that puts teams like the A's to shame, basically. Um, so it really feels like Oakland is where they should be. So hopefully they can get that done. Does it look, do we have any timelines on any of that dog or is it still fairly fluid? It's it's really early days. I think, um, I think having said it's really early days, it wouldn't surprise me if it was built and, uh, populated before the A stadium, (laughs) um, just because it'll be a much simpler thing. But, um, no, we don't, we don't know when they'll, they'll be playing at Laney this season without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and probably next, if we're realistic. There we go. But thank you for that wonderful Roots and Soul news. We will be tweeting about, as you say, Dom, you've got your Roots UK um, Twitter, but we'll be, we always retweet stuff through the A's UK stuff too. So uh, good to follow the soccer and good to follow the great folks at Oakland 68 as part of that. And that pretty much wraps up our podcast for today, episode one. Uh, does anyone have anything else they want to raise? Any other baseball? Dom has got his hand up. Hannah sort of has yes, a hand yeah. up, but more yeah. in a I want to go to bed. I think kind she's of way. I think she's she's accidentally bid on an item at an auction there. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was yawning and has caught your attention. <laughs> Is that true, Hannah? <laughs> you on the spot? No. No. <laughs> Okay, uh, on to Dom. <laughs> uh, we've not mentioned the World Baseball Classic. We've not. Uh, are we going to do that or are we going to save that for the next pod? We may we may go into a bit of detail on it on the next pod. But yes, okay, that is a, right. a really good way. I'll, that, that, that's I'll, I'll tease it then by pointing out that the UK is in a group in the World Baseball Classic with Canada, Mexico and the United States. All of those ties excite me. Yeah, and Colombia as well. I oh yeah, they are in there as well. Yeah, that, that obviously yeah. that one excites me less. Not too much. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our listeners in Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the one thing that does remind me of the one bit of news I have. So Liam Carroll, who was who's been involved in the Great Britain setup for many years. He played for Great Britain, uh, was Great Britain's head coach for a while. He's just announced today that he has been hired by the Boston Red Sox to manage one of their minor league teams, which wow. is absolutely amazing uh, for someone who has come through the British system and all of that. So that is really fantastic. Nice so, so well done, Liam, for that. Um, and yes, of course, the other thing we'll mention, and we'll come to it at a later point, we do have the London series again this year. So that's Cubs Cardinals. I think it's late June, I think, from memory. And although the matchup isn't necessarily all that great, from our point of view, uh, it is an opportunity for us to have a meetup. And I know, Don, we've spoken previously about hopefully doing a few A's UK meetups, maybe one up in the North Way, Manchester Way, or something. Mark and I will try and do one in March during the World Baseball Classic um, yeah. because our friends from the 68s are going to be here. Um, it's likely to be during the knockout stage. So obviously, we'll definitely involve the UK <laughs> or Team GB. Um, but we we will as soon as we've got dates and know know when we can do that and where we'll get that shouted out. That'll probably be Manchester, so Northwest. Um, I su- suggest if we're all free, we do something in London around the uh, the, the, the the UK series. And um, and frankly, all four of us are always up for a beer. So if you if if <laughs> if, if any of our listeners. Um, 
uh, want to do anything else, just shout. <laughs> yeah, let us know on the old Twitter. Mark, anything you'd like to add to the party before we wrap up today? Just apologies, really, for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> horrific attempts at trying to get on. Not the best start to the uh, to the first episode of Series God 4 from my side. <laughs> Thanks for putting it up with me. That's all right. At least yeah. I know what, what I can get on with from now on and I'll be ready. That'll be it from now on. Yeah. <laughs> we know now. I know what works. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, it's great to have you on board in your official capacity, Mark. Um, and, of course, we always mention this. So anyone who wants to get involved, we are not... Uh, very uh, possessive of anything. So anyone who wants to get involved either on the Twitter or the Instagram or the Facebook or anything else you want to join in with us at the blog, for example, uh, please do get in contact with us. We'd love to have you along for the ride and to join in on the fun. Because although we are A's fans, and yes, the win-loss record wasn't great last year and it probably won't be great this year, there's always things to enjoy. These are the times that bring us all together and make the good times even better if we ever have any good times, maybe we will one day, who knows, but yes, there's always good times in the future and we look forward to them. Anyway, thank you, you three for joining me for the pod today. As always, thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back in two or three weeks or so from a schedule point of view. I think that will probably be around, I don't know, late January, I suspect early February. And in particular, we'll be looking at infielders that episode because there are lots of them. So we will be having a look at infielders, I mean, let's be honest, we're probably not going to sign anyone particularly good between now and then. Anyway, but if we do, we will cover that. We will cover any Roots and Soul news and anything else going on. So look forward to catching up with you all then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to get further involved, you can find us at Oakland Day UK on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We're also at Oakland Day UK on YouTube, where you can find video excerpts from the pod. And check out OaklandDayUK.com for our blog and website.